0: Welcome back to a Wise Mind podcast presented by Sabino Recovery. Today, we're going to be talking about gut health and how important it is when you know we talk about mental health and and being just healthy overall. I'm pleased to welcome our guest today, Leanna Stetson, who is a certified holistic nutritionist. Welcome, Leanna.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. You know, we we're talking about this before we started recording, but mm-hmm. everyone knows that you know. A healthy diet is so important, mm-hmm. but there's so much that goes into it beyond that, right? And sure. that's where a lot of us kind of don't understand. Um, you know, a lot of us think that certain types of food are inherently bad and others are good. And, you know, I think a lot of us are just lost when it comes to knowing mm-hmm. what to put in our bodies to make us feel good. So yeah. I'm really glad we have you here today because you're going to school us on some of that oh. stuff. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm interested in uh, hearing uh, how this all works out. Um you know, it's interesting you say about that. The number one reason people go to the doctor is something to do with their stomach. Really? It's something like 10% of these doctor visits are really related to my gut doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Something's going on with my stomach. So there's really this almost this pandemic, I think, where we're going and people are going into the doctor looking for solutions. Yeah. And so when we can really focus on what gut health is, I think we can find some great answers. Yeah. So, well,
0: that's what we're here to yeah. do today is find so, some answers. So tell us a little bit about you and your expertise.
1: So, um, like you said, I'm a certified holistic nutritionist. I spent quite a bit of time as an allopathic dietitian for many, many years. And as I grew and learned more, uh, functional and really integrative medicine is where my heart is, definitely. And so in about 2018, 2019, I started to notice my body was changing and uh, I, was, I was in pain. I was uncomfortable. I, had, um, I wasn't sleeping well. I had brain fog. I was like, what the heck is going on? And I really sought out a local functional medicine doctor to look for some answers. And he helped me tremendously. But part of our initial conversation was kind of funny. He started asking me about what I was eating. He was also asking me if I ate yogurt. I thought that was an odd question for a doctor to ask. Do you eat yogurt? And I said, of course, I eat yogurt. I eat, yes, I ate some this morning. And he's like, what is that? all? I'm all what are you talking about? He just was really starting to talk about my gut at that point. And what was my gut looking like? And what was the health of it? What kind of foods was I putting down? That was like the first time a doctor really dug deep into what I was eating, and I was intrigued. And so it really led me to where I'm at now to really help others. Yeah. with understanding gut health because it made a big difference in my life.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And our Shara Turner, our clinical director, she, she's always mentioning gut health and how important mm-hmm. it is when it comes to dealing with like mental health concerns and, and trauma specifically. And, um, you know, the gut microbiome is something that I, you know, I sure don't understand. And that's kind of why we have you here. But, but why is the gut microbiome so important, and, and maybe you know
1: what is it? Yeah, and what is it? Yeah, really. That the gut microbiome is really a term for the collective population of bacteria, um, viruses, and fungi that actually live in the gut. And I'm not talking about um, pathogenic bacteria and viruses and fungi um, that cause infection or illness. But discussion or research around gut microbiome often focus on the digestive health and nutrition, right? but there's a bigger thing going on here. And this is really the vital role of that gut microbiome for overall health and well-being. And so this is often overlooked, right? And there's a lot of research that supports that if we look at the gut and we focus on healing the gut, that depression heals. A lot of these anxiety disorders start to heal as a result of healing that gut. When we're anxious and when we're stressed, our gut is listening are to our thoughts all the time. And it really contributes to that. So really focusing on your gut microbiome can really impact your overall health.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. And, you know, everyone's looking for the answers, right? It's like, was it medication? Is it this, this cool new type of therapy? But it's just so, it, it's so funny how it's just so simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I just need to put good things into my body. Sure. I need to sleep well. And, mm-hmm. you know, When it comes to dealing with trauma, obviously there's addressing and processing that that thing we don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. that we've put under the rug. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so funny in in a world where everyone's looking for that quick fix. It's like, well, this is a quick fix, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, all you got to do is put some healthy stuff in your body and, you know. sleep schedule and, Mm -hmm. and deal with that stuff that happened to you. It's really not that, not that difficult.
1: You would think so, right? Well, (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. And and in theory, we can say all those things. It's what do they say?
0: Well, I know what they say. And Mm -hmm. I'm a recovery guy. They say it's, um, it's simple. It isn't Mm -hmm. easy. Right. Right. So
1: this dysbiosis, this idea of these imbalances in our gut are are really interesting. And in our society, and we've really moved away from harmony with nature in harmony with the earth mm-hmm. and then that harmony um we've caused imbalances in our diet it's kind of like think of a garden right you have a garden and it's flourishing but when we get things in there that aren't so nice maybe some weeds or or bugs it can really destroy our garden and i love that analogy and thinking as our think of our microbiome as a garden that we want to fill with um, healthy things mm-hmm. and things that make it flourish and and start to eliminate those weeds or Those insects, those things that really are destroying our garden. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So as far as like the process goes, like how the microbiome is maybe like, you know, I I don't have a healthy gut. Let's just say that, Mm -hmm. right? Hypothetically, how is my my gut health related to and correlated to like my mental health?
1: Okay, that's Mm -hmm. that's a really great question. So the functions of the gut really are regulating your immune system. preventing growth of harmful microorganisms. It's also fermenting food and fiber and all those things. It's producing nutrients. It's influencing hormone and neurotransmitter production. And this is where it gets interesting. About 90% of the serotonin our body needs, serotonin is that happy chemical Mm -hmm. we all talk about, Mm -hmm. is produced in our gut, 90%. Wow. So if our gut is unhealthy and it's filled with things that are not contributing to this hormone and neurotransmitter production including serotonin we can lead to imbalances in our mental health right so the relationship between the gut and the brain is really well established through there's lots of research regarding this gut brain access axis where it's connected and you know we learned in biology class that these things were unique that the heart really wasn't connected to really anything the lungs we learned them all as distinct and um, isolated units. But when we really think about that, we think about. Um, I, was, I was talking to a heart doctor, and he said, How much of what is produced in the gut really is contributing to heart health? He's like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a really small percentage. Mm-hmm. He says, Oh, probably like 50%. I'm like, What? <laughs> 50% of the uh, microbiota in our gut is contributing to our heart health. That's a really big number. When you think about it. we have trillions of cells in our gut, trillions of cells that are communicating with our body. And if there's bacteria in there that is um, good bacteria, we're gonna send really great signals to our brain. If there's um, not so nice bacteria, those ugly bacteria that are killing off the good bacteria, then those signals are a little bit different. So that's circulating in our brain. And then we're gonna add in other things. We're gonna add in stress. Stress causes things like leaky gut. Anybody who has been stressed at any point in their life has had leaky gut. And that what that leaky gut means is that there's food or particles or chemicals that are crossing that um, intestinal wall in your gut, and they're entering into your bloodstream, causing all kinds of havoc in your system. Leads like irritable bowel syndrome. So when we really understand what's going on in the gut, we can think of, we can really understand what's happening in the brain at the same time, since there's this close connection and this communication that's back and forth. It's this bidirectional axis that is going on at all times
0: so i think i absorbed most of that but (laughs) i it it kind of gave me a thought so like you know they say that like the leading cause of death in the in the united states is like um things that are related to being overweight or Mm -hmm. obese is that correct sure Uh, so like it seems like a correlation rather than causation kind of situation where like Everyone thinks that, you know, you eat unhealthy and you get overweight and that's what leads to all your health issues. But it sounds like a lot of those health issues aren't necessarily because of the weight. That's just kind of like an added mm-hmm. symptom. It really has to do with the health of your gut. Sure. Yeah.
1: Sure. And, and what I think what you're getting at is how do we influence the gut microbiome, mm-hmm. right? So food choices. What are those food choices? really stress management or lack of stress management or unprocessed trauma all of those things right and then um exercise or lack of exercise or smoking alcohol all of these things are going to change that gut microbiome all of those things will change it so um you know thinking about obesity being a contributing factor to a lot of disease when we if we just take a back we take a step back and go what does the gut health look like and um, a good functional medicine practitioner will be able to kind of take a population census of the gut and say, "What's going on down here? Are there what kind of bacteria is living down here? Do we have um, an overgrowth of bacteria um, causing an imbalance or this dysbiosis in our gut that are causing other issues?" And so, those a good fun- functional medicine doctor will be able to really assess that population. In a real comprehensive way, and mm-hmm. if there's high levels of one, it might mean this. And there's there's certain bacteria present, like um, high presence of a, a bacteria called Acromancia. Well, Acromancia is great for the gut lining. It lines, it has a nice, creates a nice mucus layer of the gut, which um, contributes to some amazing gut health. When our gut has has this nice mucosal lining, and things aren't entering into the bloodstream, and so we're healing the gut that way. So there's so many different kinds of bacteria, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about how some research, some really great research on bacteria and um, binge drinking or opioid use. Yeah,
0: yeah. so and it, it's I think I kind of know where this is going because, you know, if you if you have poor gut health, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that serotonin, mm-hmm. you're going to be depressed, you're going to be anxious, and that's going to contribute to maladaptive coping mechanisms mm-hmm. like binge drinking right. or you know, fill in the blank, right? right? And then I'm sure it's, you know, a vicious cycle because I'm sure you're about to tell me like things like binge drinking probably exacerbate the problem, right? Right. Yeah.
1: And it makes sense because what we're putting in our body is creating an environment that, whatever that environment is, there's bacteria that will thrive in that environment and there's bacteria that will not. So when we understand that certain bacteria actually will starve and die, if they're not fed properly. And these are really great bacteria, and these can lead to things like glucose intolerance, which is a big area, irritable bowel syndrome. And so um, even just the use of certain medications, and this leads to um, any type of medication. So it could be something as simple as an antibiotic or an overuse of an antibiotic, or um, alcohol. We think of that as a chemical, right? So what's interesting about the gut in an alcohol, it changes the gut environment And it also changes the composition of the bacteria. So 20% of the alcohol is really absorbed in our stomach, right? Followed by about 70% being absorbed in the small intestine. And then the liver comes in and it converts it uh, to um, a serious toxic chemical, which damages your, your tissues and the gut health, right? So... Alcohol is a really big cause of dysbiosis. And so alcohol consumption actually can um, inhibit the way that your body is going to be able to detoxify it. And what's interesting is it, one thing alcohol does is when you drink it, it it decreases the amount of digestive enzymes that you might need. And and this differs from person to person, meaning it becomes more difficult for you to break down and digest nutrients, right? And we're not when we're not breaking down nutrients or digesting food. Boom, we get gas, we get bloating, we get discomfort. And a lot of people with excess alcohol consumption will report that that they're they're having a lot of discomfort in their gut. And so it leads to bloating, you know, gas, loose stools. All of those things can happen. And there's so much more. But it, alcohol makes that gut lining more permeable. And then it was, what I was always talking about earlier is that food particles. You do not want food particles crossing that gut membrane and entering into the bloodstream because it sees it as a foreign object sure. or a foreign chemical and it's going to launch an attack. And that attack is inflammation. And so inflammation can be a side effect of that as well. So we really, when we're looking at, and this is when we're talking about excess alcohol consumption, right? And then chronic, where it's chronic, where it's going on for many, many years can actually change the overall composition of the microbiome. Now, this is where it gets really fun and interesting is how do you change that composition that you've created over many years of your life, Mm -hmm. right? And so to the rescue comes (laughs) probiotics, right? And probiotics are an interesting introduction. They're living organisms we can introduce into our gut that can heal our gut. And the kind of bacteria we introduce is important as um, how often, and this is, this is a long process. It takes, you know, 10 to 12 weeks where people really start noticing a change in how they're feeling. Some people notice right away. Some people, you know, it takes a little bit longer, but there's probiotic supplements, and then there's foods that you can consume at least once daily. I say consume a probiotic-type food once daily. That's like a fermented food. Fermented vegetables, kimchi, yogurt, um, kefir. All of those things are fermented and that introduces new bacteria and all of these great bacteria start growing and hopefully they start flourishing and getting larger colonies in the gut where they start um, consuming that bad bacteria and that bad bacteria starts moving away.
0: So the more probiotics that I have in my gut, Mm -hmm. the healthy ones obviously, well I guess all the probiotics are healthy bacteria, but... they are the ones that are breaking down the food so that maybe when I eat a big meal, mm-hmm. then I won't feel as bloated because I have all these healthy sure. bacteria in my gut that are breaking that stuff down, and helping me digest it. am I far right. off no that's okay. a, that's okay.
1: that's about about it okay now does this happen quickly? No, it depends on the damage it depends right. on what that population looks like inside of the gut. so if there are a lot of these bad bacterias that are flourishing it might take a little while to heal that because they cause damage to tissue and so the healing of the tissue could take time yeah as well
0: so i can see obviously how alcohol is probably one of the the biggest you know havoc causers Mm -hmm. when it comes to gut health as far as substances go right what about like using drugs and i know that there are you know dozens of drugs out there but the the uh, ones that you aren't necessarily drinking and they're going straight into your gut. Can those have an effect too?
1: And that's, a, that's, that's an interesting thing that has happened. So let's just take a look at um, a study. that was done in 2020 where they took some rats and they fed them antibiotics. Okay, simple. Most of us have taken an antibiotic at some point in our life. Right. But what they did in this study is they fed these rats antibiotics to the point where it depleted 80% of their gut microbiome. That's a significant number. So now they're, these rats are down to like just they're, they don't have much left in their gut to really digest or process really anything. And what was interesting is that they were studying the link between what would happen in the gut and then when you introduce a drug. So what they found out what was really interesting is so that the rats, they gave them opioids of some kind, like a pain reliever of some oxycodone. And... They became dependent on that naturally. And then these rats that had these damaged microbiomes had more active neurons in the areas of their brain that regulate stress and pain. So they're not responding to stress and pain like we would normally. And so what they learned is that this can actually lead to fewer withdrawal symptoms which can also lead to fewer, fewer or, I'm sorry, higher risk of drug abuse. Oh, okay. Because of the biome being so damaged that the neurons are overfiring. So I'm not reg- pain and stress aren't registering as they normally would. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, really interesting. I mean, there's the, the jury's still out and we still need more sure. studies on this. But I just really want to point out that the, the gut microbiome was really critical in this. Is that, and when they introduced probiotics into the mix the gut starts to heal. And then those other symptoms are mitigated.
0: Yeah, no, I just think it's so helpful. And, you know, I probably know less than most people or, or did before we started this podcast, I should say. But, you know, I've heard about probiotics and how they're so healthy for you. And it's one thing to know that probiotics are healthy for you. It's mm-hmm. another thing to know exactly why. If mm-hmm. I can understand exactly what these things are going to do to help me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to be more likely to to give them a shot and make them a bigger part of my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I'm really glad we're doing this is so that we can, you know, educate me too, but mm-hmm. also our listeners who a lot of them probably have the same kind of, yeah. um, you know, same issues as I do with right. just lack of understanding. And we take something as
1: simple as um, a lot of people take antacids, right? Mm-hmm. We have some um, reflux or heartburn, we take an antacid. And there's great over-the-counter ones. They, you know, they, they offer them readily. And overuse of these antacids or overuse of any type of medication is causing imbalances. So an interesting side effect of these medications is it's decreasing the stomach acid. That's its job, right? So now we have a pH in the stomach that is super high. And the stomach's supposed to be digesting food with it. its normal. So now we have a pH that's super high. Now guess what? There are certain bacteria that love that environment, they love it, and they flourish in that environment. So we lead to an imbalance in a bacteria that really flourishes in an acidic environment. Side effect becomes irritable bowel syndrome. So mm. it's like you treat your heartburn, but then you get irritable bowel syndrome, and that's a side effect of yeah. a lot of antacids, is irritable bowel syndrome causing bloating and discomfort and gas.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah. the same way that people treat their maladaptive coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. as opposed to digging to the root of the issue, which is that underlying trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, that I think is a good corollary that will help some of our listeners understand. It's like, you know, we get people, and I'm one of them, Mm -hmm. who went to a few different 12-step oriented treatment centers. Mm -hmm. You know, the 12 steps were great for me, but they they did not go very far to address any of my underlying trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a matter of time before I was back to my old habits of drinking and using drugs. Same thing with the gut, you know? Mm-hmm. If we just do, you know, taking antibiotics or the next medication that somebody tells us is gonna make us feel better, mm-hmm. it might make us feel better, right, in the short sure. term. Sure. But until we address our gut health, it's just gonna be a cycle that keeps mm-hmm. repeating itself.
1: Sure, and the overuse of antibiotics have a place. It's just, we want to avoid excess use of right. antibiotics, right? right? And these things, they all have their place, yeah. but we want to avoid the excess right. use, the, that, that it becomes the solution, right.
0: right? Exactly. We
1: don't want it to become the solution. We want to really find out what the underlying cause of it. And, and a lot of it is unaddressed stress, unmitigated trauma, things that we're, we're going to have to process. And um, I remember meeting with my doctor and he would say, I can give you all the supplements. We can do herbs. We can we can talk about diet, and we can change what you eat. But until Leanna, until you process your trauma, until you process that, you might not sleep as well. You might still have issues with your gut. You might not be able to lose weight. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a big change. So. It really works together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't just the probiotic. Right. It isn't just the diet. It's really a holistic approach mm-hmm. of really looking at the mind and the body and the spirit of looking at all of those things together.
0: So outside of you know, doing the hard work and dealing with you know, our traumas and also you know, addressing the gut health, are there any other things we can do from like a lifestyle perspective that are going to help us with our gut health, like maybe exercise? Like sure. What, what else is is um, recommended.
1: Absolutely, you're so there's so many things <laughs> right. we can do, and it's overwhelming. Yeah, like what do I do first? You know, and I get that question a lot. What did I do first? I'm like, well, do what's comfortable. If it's going to be a probiotic, let's start with that, and and then add in something else that's going to be more comfortable. If it's uncomfortable or difficult, it, the likelihood of you continuing it is very small. So you know, like we said, really deal with stress. Work with a therapist. Really process trauma, process th- those things, and regular exercise, there was a really great study on um, how exercise increases your microbiota diversity. And that's important, you want, a, you want a really diverse microbiome. You want lots of stuff down there. And so if, that's why I say when you take a probiotic, don't plan on taking the same one for the rest of your life. Change it up, introduce new bacteria, introduce thing, new things into the biome. And so that's really an important part of it. Um, you take probiotics like we talked about, avoid smoking. Um, smoking has a really um, adverse effect on the flora. And, you, and think about the chemicals, right? Think about what's going on in the brain because the brain is talking to the gut, the gut's talking to the brain. Sugar is a big one. Um, artificial sweeteners really have been linked to depression. Um, use of high, um, overuse of artificial sweeteners have been linked to depression. Um, avoid you know, unnecessary antibiotics definitely is important. But I think you have to, when you decide you want to feel better, you make a decision i want to feel better i want to feel better overall and that's part of that and and that gives you your why to support what you're going to be doing next i want to feel better but what do i specifically I, i want to have less pain i want to be able to sleep what is what is the why why you're doing this and um small changes lead to bigger changes i mean we all know that these are big changes we want to make over time and so a lifetime of trauma doesn't get processed in 12 weeks. We need to work on it continually mm-hmm. and we need to sometimes be aggressive and really take care of ourselves and find new people to make part of our team as we heal. I like to say you should have a team of people around you whether that's a functional medicine practitioner, or a therapist of some kind. Build a team around you of people that are going to support those goals yeah. as you move forward I and love that. I, I always think that I always call my, my group Team Leanna, yeah. you know, I'm be part of my team, you know, because I can't do it myself. I we, need help. We
0: all need a team. There's no shame in asking Mm-mm. for help. Absolutely.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. And someone's going to bring something to the conversation, even if it's just the smallest right. little idea. I'll go, oh, wow, that's a really great meditation practice. Yep. Or that's a really great way to move every day. I've mm-hmm. never really thought about that. Yeah. So, and you, you know, never
0: know what that little thing mm-hmm. is going to be that's going to resonate with you and sure. completely change your perspective.
1: Yeah, so I think start start small. Yeah. Let it snowball. Let it become bigger and bigger until it becomes a part of your life. Yeah. And it becomes part of, you know, take long walks. Yeah. Take a long walk.
0: Got to start somewhere. <laughs> I just think it's, it's remarkable how simple it is. And I've already touched on this, but it's, <laughs> it's just like, you know, there's there's always that new thing, mm-hmm. that new shiny toy, that 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 pill that that someone says is going to fix everything, because mm-hmm. you know those people are out there and they'll <laughs> try to get you. But it really just comes back to basics, mm-hmm. and I think on the most basic level, it's you know what am I putting mm-hmm. in my body? Mm-hmm. And I think you being on our podcast today, everyone knows it's good to eat healthy, but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily know you know the why and 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 the process behind you know why that is the best way to be. So. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And educating our listeners and me too. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Happy to be here.
0: And to our listeners, thank you for listening to A Wise Mind Podcast presented by Sabina Recovery. To listen to more episodes, just search A Wise Mind presented by Sabina Recovery in your chosen podcast platform. We discuss topics that can be difficult to process on A Wise Mind. There is no shame in seeking help. For resources or to find someone to talk to, please visit the links in the description below.